Who has the best chance to prevent a Kansas City three-peat? We're going to give our top teams on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert from the Locked On Titans Podcast, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy, local expert from the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. Who can stop the Kansas City 3 Pete, We have some teams in mind. And can Kansas City get back with all the players that are set to hit free agency? Same thing. Can San Francisco bounce back and get back to the Super Bowl next year? We're going to discuss that before we get into it. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. It is the Locked On NFL podcast, your home for Monday through Friday NFL content all year round on all platforms, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But with that being said, Alex, we saw Kansas City win, and luckily, Luckily, I got on board just in time with your theory of it's Patrick Mahomes until it isn't. And you were right once again on that. Luckily, we both had Kansas City winning this game. Now, we don't really get anything for being right about that game. But just saying, throwing it out there, that was our prediction and it did come true there. But the question becomes now, how can we stop Kansas City from having a three-peat? Because I don't know about you, Alex, but I've had quite enough now. Patrick Mahomes is great, but we need someone to step up and be our knight in shining armor here and stop this three-peat from happening next year. Alex, out of all the teams in the NFL, AFC, NFC, whoever, who do you think has the best chance of stopping a Kansas City three-peat? Kansas City salary cap. (laughs) I mean, you know, no. I mean, because, you know, it's – I'm not sick of it. I'll never be sick of this. I hope they win seven in a row. I don't care because Tyler, they won with that roster on offense. Yeah. Convincingly. Okay. They drafted properly on defense. They brought back, they brought back the right guys on defense to build out that team. And they've got maybe the best, you know, corner duo in in football. Their DB room is, is insane. And who has the best chance to dethrone them? This is because I thought about this and it's like, okay, there's a couple of different ways you can look at this. You can look at the Bills. You can look at Miami. You can look at Burrow. You can look at the Eagles. You can look at – none of that's worked, okay? And I think while this is outside the box, nothing inside the box has worked. And I think it's the Jim Harbaugh-led Chargers. And the reason why I say this is yeah. usually, Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans, the malaise after a Super Bowl is more for the loser than the winner. Okay. You get all the way there. You get all the way, even though the Eagles had a really good record, they, you know, they obviously ran out of gas late this year. Like the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh, with a competent head coach, and maybe the best, if they can keep Joey Bosa and Khalil Herbert, who are all trade trade talks cut, you know, whatever. This is very early. If they can keep everybody in a vacuum again, draft their wide receiver of the future at five or their left tackle, you know, right tackle of the future at five and run it back, this team has the best talent in the AFC West. Right? I mean, we've been saying that for Just three years. Just from a roster is, standpoint, yes. Right. I, I, but they're I not a team. They're a collection of talent. So I would say need, 
an elite quarterback. You're going to need somebody with elite traits. Like, and I think that while the conversation around Herbert is, you know, very toxic, quite honestly, with how good he is, the talent he has, but then the record that they've had, I get all that. But I agree that you're going to need someone with tremendous talent to take down Patrick Mahomes. You're going to need someone who can match his level. And if you look from one to 53, the Chargers do have an incredibly talented roster. And as we said, when we talked about coaches, they just need an adult in the room to kind of harness all of that talent and get the best out of it. So I, I don't think that the Chargers are crazy there. I mean, and it's also, interdivisional is very different. You right. play them in the playoffs, it's very different. It's yes. just different. You know them. Like the Bills play the Chiefs yep. maybe once a year on a Sunday night game where it's all hyped and all that stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. Same with the Bills. Same with anybody that doesn't play in the AFC West. So the Chargers have an advantage there, even if they haven't had the Chiefs numbers over the last couple of seasons. So I would probably you know, pick the Chargers. I, yeah, I can, I can see what you mean, all the different things together. If Kansas City falters, some other divisions are good again. Maybe, you know, Kansas City gets a wild card spot, and it's just a tougher path for them, although we right. saw them go win on the road the whole time this time. Right. I mean, it, th- this year, I've seen this point made, so I'm not going to act like I am, you know, the one creating this take, but this is such a deflating thing for other NFL teams to see. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes had his worst cast of characters on offense that he's had. The offensive line wasn't great, and they were getting bullied early in that game. The defense was good, but there was a ability to have success against that. De- like, this is the worst team that Patrick Mahomes has had since he became the quarterback for the Chiefs, and he still went and won anyway. It's like, what are you supposed to do? That's why, for me, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And I get that that's a young team, but I think Jordan Love has star potential. So while he made the big, big mistake at the end of the game, it was his first year as a full-time starter. He's only going to get better. He's only going to get wiser. I think that Matt LaFleur is a very, very good coach, and I think he showed that by taking the youngest roster in the NFL as far as he took him. Again, hitting on that, they have the youngest roster. Their wide receivers are going to get better. Their offensive line is going to get better. They have a ton of picks this yeah. year to stack that roster or make moves or make a trade for a veteran. They replaced Joe Barry at defensive coordinator. Now, we don't know if the new defensive coordinator is going to be an improvement yet, but if you're a Packers fan, you have to hope that that's the case. I think that with the coaching, the quarterback, the roster, the resources available, I think that the Green Bay Packers have as good a chance as anybody to dethrone Kansas City and stop them from a three-peat going forward. Now, again, I know they're a young team. Jordan Love had a good season, but is he on that level? Maybe not. I get that Herbert is a better quarterback right now, but I just think Green Bay has a great roster that they're going to be able to keep together for multiple years. And they got pretty far this year. I just think with the with the resources they have to add to the roster this year as well, that they have as good a chance of, as anybody in the NFC. But a team I know that you like a lot, Alex, what about the Detroit Lions? Do you think they have a chance to do this? We'll see what they do this offseason. You know, like the, the issue with them was they just, they completely were MIA in the second half yeah. against San Francisco. You know, they've got, so Jameer Gibbs is now there. David the Montgomery. That's the problem. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown, good. Sam Laporta, good, but still a rookie. Jameer Gibbs, good, but still a rookie. Where are their star playmakers on the outside? Amon Ross St. Brown's in the slot. They yeah. had Josh Reynolds and, you know, Jamison Williams, who hasn't really lived up to his draft pick. They need a real playmaker on the outside that can win one-on-one in constant situations. So they, they really need to focus on you adding know, top-tier players, not just depth. You know, a name that would be very interesting for a team that has cap money 
and T Higgins would be perfect for that offense. Mm. And a guy who you wouldn't need, he wouldn't need all the pressure thrown on him to produce where you have so many different mouths to feed there. And I think, you know, like Detroit, it's kind of a wait and see thing there because of how bad the season ended. That's what people remember. Okay. They had a great year. They were dominating just like the 49ers were dominating the chiefs in the super bowl. The lines, they were dominating the lines for two and a half quarters. And then they just forgot how to play football. And that's not something that you can do. And then the question is, is Jared Goff really your guy for the future? He seems to be at this point. I've been a Jared Goff truther. Is this the year you draft a quarterback? Like Detroit could look very different because now they've got money. They've got these expectations. They maybe have never had. That's where change comes in key positions if necessary. But no, I still think it's going to be the AFC. If the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, they're winning. Like we're, right. we're not, we're, we're not, let, let's not, you know, you know, uh, tiptoe around that. They're the best clutch team in football now. It doesn't matter who's on offense. doesn't matter who's on defense. They win championships. That's what they do. And speaking of that, if they're going to return, they got a lot of things to figure out because there's yep. some key players who are going to be free agents for Kansas City. We're going to dive into whether they can keep them, whether they should let them go, all of that here in just a moment before we do that. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life, because we all know it's very difficult sometimes to talk about your issues with people who are intimately involved in your life. You can't always trust that you're going to get the right advice or the right answer. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something, and you might even be thinking about the same thing this week, and it's basically what I just said in the last segment. We need somebody to come in here and knock off the Chiefs. We need to prevent this three-peat somehow. Now, here's what I will also say. Therapy can be different for everyone, and most of us have bigger problems than knocking off the Kansas City Chiefs next year. Obviously, I recognize that, but... The point is, it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible, suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Football fans, let's continue a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, I am Tyler Rowland, local expert from Locked On Titans, here with Alex Clancy, local expert from Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. Also want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's on YouTube, and it's also now on Amazon Fire TV. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, like me or Alex, plus coverage for every league from our national shows, like Locked On NFL. Find Locked On Sports Today on Amazon Fire TV right now. Be a part of history. But we just talked about who could potentially stop Kansas City from three-peating. And Alex, as you typically do, a little poignant, there, the clairvoyant Clancy came out once again. But you joked initially that the real thing that could stop Kansas City is 
their cap space situation, their roster situation. That's their real biggest enemy. And when you look at some of the players that Kansas City could be losing this offseason, it, it definitely drives that point home. So just to put it out there, Chris Jones, who has been in contract disputes, it feels like, for half of his career with Kansas City, he is set to be a free agent once again. Donovan Smith, who was their left tackle, who had an up-and-down season. Some Kansas City fans may be excited about the prospect of getting rid of Donovan Smith, but that's replacing left tackle, one of the most important positions in the NFL. Also, their excellent linebacker, Willie Gay. They will be potentially losing him, and then ultimately, who I think could be one of the biggest names, you talk about that cornerback duo with McDuffie and Legereus Sneed, and Legereus Sneed is going to be one of the most sought-after free agents on the market. At the end of the day, A lot of these people, you know, you'd love to have them back. But, Alex, there may be a reason why these players may not care to come back. And we were talking about that before the show. You know, it's so wild that, depending on position. So, Chris Jones has won three Super Bowls, okay? As a quarterback, that's different. It's like, you know what? Quarterback's not going anywhere. So, that's obviously a question. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go get paid somewhere else. No. If you're an integral part of all of those Super Bowls in skill position groups, you don't leave. It's like, how many can you win? It's Julian Edelman. It's Gronk. It's things like that. It's like, why would you ever leave? Now, with Chris Jones, who had the contract dispute, he wasn't there during day one of camp this year. He wasn't. The, I think he suited up right before week one when they figured yeah. out, you know, the, the dispute. They they got through it. I don't think he's going to get 120 mil over four years. I think that's insane for a 30-year-old. But – He's going to get more on the open market than he would in Kansas City. The only thing for me, Tyler, is, is it worth franchise tagging him for one year to see what happens? Now, the reason why I ask that before you answer is the Chiefs have their slew of picks. They've got picks, okay? So if they want to go up to the middle of the first round and give up future draft capital and draft Byron Murphy Jr. or go up and draft the top corner and not wait till 32 to pick, they can do that. So that's kind of putting the extra little wrinkle, especially with their success with um, with Trent McDuffie. Like, do they need to bring these guys back when they have their bevy of picks like teams who win the Super Bowl normally don't because they've added talent in other ways than just through the draft? Well, you know what I, I think mean? if you're Kansas City, I, I get what you're saying. I think if you're Kansas City, though, you say, screw it. We'll kick the can down the road. We'll rest- Like, they're already saying they're going to restructure Pat Mahomes' contract to give him more yeah. cap space. I think you do whatever. You, if you if it's playing on the franchise tag, if it's one-year big guarantees, you do whatever you have to do. Sacrifice your ability to maneuver around two years from now. Go for a three-peat. It's such a, a, a prestigious thing in NFL history. So rarely been done that you have to go all out to do that. But for me, it's the other side of it. If you're Legereus Sneed and you just won two Super Bowls and you're still a young player coming off your rookie contract, why would I take a discount to come back to KC for a three? I already got two titles. Like, that's already more than, you know, 70% of NFL players ever see in their lifetime anyways. So if you're Legereus Sneed, if you're Willie Gay, like, the same thing with Chris Jones. I got my titles. I got my Hall of Fame respect. If you're Chris Jones, you know that you're a Hall of Famer now. Why would I take a discount to come back? And that's why, again, I said it was clairvoyance when you said that the number one threat to Kansas City's 3 feet is Kansas City. Because at the end of the day, once you have your money or once you have your winning, once you've won and they can't take those rings away from you, why would you not go out and get paid? Why am I taking a discount to win when I've already won? So I think a guy like Chris Jones, I think a guy like Legereus Steed, like Willie Gay, 
integral parts of their defense. And let's be honest, they leaned on the defense more than the offense right. a lot this year. I mean, everyone's given Steve Spagnola his credit, which he deserves. That Baltimore game, they didn't even score in the second half. Right. The defense that held down the Ravens. So I think you're right in the fact that the one thing that could get Kansas City from a three-peat is that some of their players could be like, hey, I got my wins. I'm ready to go get as much money as I possibly can and take care of my family for generations and generations. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the number one thing. Yeah, no, I agree. But but the also on, on the on the other side of that, it'll be a little bit easier for the Chiefs to be able to watch that happen because now they've got the entity in sports that is really the pinnacle. Breeding free agents to look at them first. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Offense, defense, special teams, it doesn't matter. Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, whoever the OC is going to be, in perpetuity, it doesn't matter. It's Patrick Mahomes. And you want to play with Patrick Mahomes. It's <laughs> right, like, right, because it's going to yeah, help it, you out down the road. That's it. That's it. And yeah. it's not New England because it's not you're going to make one, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. And get treated be, like crap by Bill Belichick right, either. It's right. a much more and friendly the, environment. You, right. You have maybe the best fan base in football. Like – the most like, yeah, everybody gets rowdy and things like that. Like universally, people don't hate Chiefs fans. No, like no. Arrowhead is booming. Okay, yeah. they've got you know, and it's and Patrick Mahomes is. We've talked about him. This isn't original. You and I talked, but it's like he's the Steph Curry man. Everybody wants to be around him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. So that's what they have to counteract this. DeAndre Hopkins. Why wouldn't he be a Chief next year? There are people that are because he's going to be a Titan, Alex. That's yeah. why. You get out of your get out of your it's under contract. Uh, I just want to say this. It reminds me of the five dollar movie bin at Walmart. You know, you got all <laughs> like, except for in this scenario, the movies are literally standing up and waving at the Chiefs. Like they are <laughs> going to get their pick of any bargain option that's yeah. available, and that might help them counteract losing some of these guys to bigger deals. Right. Yeah. I mean, and dude, listen, it's Depending on position, like Chris Jones is going to be the toughest one to lose. Legereus Sneed, okay, right. they've done it before. Right, they've got they've got their DB setup. I mean, they they signed Teron Matthew after one year in Houston. It was kind of <laughs> yeah. underwhelming after leaving Arizona. He resurrected his career and he won. What he won two Super Bowls or he won he one? Got one. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's right. He's been he, he was in New Orleans, yeah. right? But then, like that, resurrected his career. It does. What they have there is a vacuum of stability. Andy mm -hmm. Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And that's the eco, that's the system. Kyle Shane has an offensive system. The Chiefs have an organizational system that yeah. is devoid of any sort of ambiguity pertaining to stability and goals. You know, they're not overpaying everybody. Patrick Mahomes to. took what so Patrick Mahomes took a half a billion dollars. He got 130 mil guaranteed. Okay, and he's been kicking the can down the road to get Chris Jones signed his last deal, to get Teron Matthew back, to give Travis Kelsey money. Okay, and it's going to happen in perpetuity because the head of the snake, Patrick Mahomes, wants to win, and he doesn't yeah. just want all the money. He's going to get so much money outside of football anyway that he can afford to sacrifice a little first bit. First quarterback. First quarterback to ever really use. Tom Brady took the money, but it was all guaranteed, so it was less against the cap. It was easier to maneuver. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the first one to say, you know what, I don't need to be – I don't need every single dollar. And look at what's happening. Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, locked on Titans. We are locked on NFL Thursday. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. San Francisco's turn. To turn? Turn? Can I speak? It's San Francisco's turn. What are they going to do in Brock Purdy's last rookie year? 
uh, on his contract. We'll discuss that next as we roll on here. Locked on NFL Thursday. This episode of Locked On NFL Thursday is brought to you by the Game Time app. Let me just tell you a story. Okay, the Game Time app, first of all, is the best way to buy tickets, anything, sporting events, concerts, comedy, musicals, whatever it is. Okay. I was looking on the Game Time app for Suns tickets because I'm in Phoenix. Okay. And they're they have they've got these flash deals. You can buy tickets up to an hour after a specific um entity starts. I saw the Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid were coming to Chase Field in September. I looked. The best part about the Game Time app for me is, so I looked. I'm like, I don't even know what the Chase Field like makeup looks like, where the stage is. I clicked on Section 313. It showed me the vantage point of what my seats would look like. So it's like before you buy, you're not, oh, this is an obstructive view. I wish I would have known that. No, you get to see what you'd be looking at from your seats. And that's what makes Game Time an absolute game changer. And I bought tickets from the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code Locked On for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. And what's your new YouTube channel called, Tyler? It's, it's called at Tic Tac Titans, breaking down film. I'll be doing a, a ton of film work, uh, mostly Titans stuff, but be doing some draft prospects, stuff like that. Thanks for the shout-out, Alex. I appreciate it. Yeah, I won't be watching, but I want other people to watch. No, <laughs> Tyler does a fantastic job with his film breakdown. I think that if you're not a Titans fan, you will become smarter about the game of football if you follow him and watch his stuff. So um, the 49ers, this is like sports porn. Can you use that? Like, I know food porn's a thing on is where like people send like show, like post good pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food porn. Like this is popcorn, Terrell Owens, popcorn in your face. Just drama, excitement. The 49ers are like a reality show. Where right. it's, everything is so high wire act without a safety net, especially when they lose the way that they've lost the last couple times in the Super Bowl. And with Brock Purdy being on his rookie scale contract still, you're allowed to have this all-star team. Tyler, this is the last year they can do something before having to decide on Brock Purdy and you know everything else. I mean, they could, they could just not give him an extension and let him play his fourth year and in 2025 on on his rookie deal but then you're you're playing a dangerous game then you know obviously that he's not going to like that very much so yeah so with that so with as things currently constructed for 2024 they know what their goal is it's super bowl or bust mm-hmm. they've got an all-star team of talent still um chase young is a is a free agent they traded him mid-season to to, to bolster their uh their pass rush um right. there's a couple little ancillary you know other ancillary uh players brandon Ayuk is is on is you know approaching for an extension yeah he's obviously not happy (laughs) right so what do you see as san francisco's path to be able to remain and hopefully for them take another step up and actually hold the trophy at the end of the year i mean they're in a tough spot i really don't know again this kind of goes back to what i was talking about earlier like what do you do from here like where do you go i mean Traverius ward could use some new money a Brandon Ayuk's going to want his extension. I mean, Debo Samuel's on a big deal. You're paying Trent Williams a gobble. I mean, some of their cap hits here, Alex, 
31 and a half million, Trent Williams. Debo Samuel, 28 million. Eric Armstead, 28 million. Fred Werner, 24. Kittle, 21. Traverius Ward, 17. I mean, they just have some monster, monster cap hits. And, you know, like you said, Brock Purdy isn't going to be cheap forever, man. You know, he's played his way into he's going to expect some money. And they need, because they have Brock Purdy at quarterback, they need all of this talent that they're paying. They only, right now, they only have like $600,000 in cap space while having those free agents that we just talked about. So at some point, they're going to have to make a move here where they get rid of one of these big contracts. And that's why Brandon Ayuk is somebody who, are they going to have to go ahead and trade him? He's got... For his fifth-year option, he's got basically $14 million on the books. If they could get that $14 million off their books and not give Brandon Ayuk money going forward, that would be huge. And, and in this year's draft class, with the great wide receiver class that we have, Brandon Ayuk is an underrated player. I think consensus, just what other people think. But they might have to consider making that trade because they just simply don't have a lot of options to save themselves money to get better because clearly the team as it was was not good enough to get the job done. So they got to get better somehow. And I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. That's why when we talked about teams that could prevent a three-peat, I didn't mention San Francisco because I'm just not sure what they do going forward. Like if you're Nick Bosa and you're getting paid $14 million, you're going to want more money too. Like I, it's just it's just a really tough spot for them to be in right now. And there's not a lot of, you go up and down the list here, there's not a lot of guys that they can just outright cut that are going to save them the most money. You look at like their top 10 paid guys, the guy that would save them the most money to cut would be Christian McCaffrey. And he'd save them $6 million if they cut. And that's just, it's not worth it to cut Christian McCaffrey. So I don't really know. I don't really know what path forward they ha they have here. See, this is what it looks like when you nail drafts and don't win. Yes. This is what it looks like when you absolutely punish drafts and don't win. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner alone, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, okay? They had Jimmy Garoppolo, like they had they had they have they've had like three windows to win and they haven't. And this is what this is where the Rome is burning begins if they don't win this year because if I'm, you know, if I'm uh, John Lynch, if they don't win this year, I'm blowing everything up. It's not beneficial to keep guys when you're looking at it and it not being team friendly. The biggest mistake they made is paying this gentleman on his talent projection and arc and not actually what we saw. Even though I think he led the, the league in receiving yards one year, close to it. Debo Samuel was the worst contract they gave out. Because Debo Samuel was Brandon Ayuk is the better player. He was looked at as an absolute game wrecker, which he is. Okay, and they don't use him enough to warrant the money that he's given. Brandon Ayuk gets hurt too often. This year. Huh? His phys his physical style of play gets him hurt too often. That's right. that's just and he's their second biggest cap hit at twenty eight yeah. million twenty eight point six million dollars. And he just does not play enough. Now there are stats out there that show when Debo Samuel plays, their offense is at a different level. But to me, it, Debo Samuel, people say you can't build around an expensive running back anymore. Blah 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 blah. Well, I think Debo Samuel almost gets a little bit of, of touch 
from that conversation because of the way that he plays. It's like you can't pay that much money to somebody who plays such a physical style that they have durability issues. It just hurts you too much. He even got banged up there in the playoffs in multiple games, came out of a game, was missing for a few drives in the Super Bowl, but went back in. Like He's basically an adjacent running back, and you're paying him and Christian McCaffrey together $42 million of your cap space. You just can't do that. I know, and it sucks because in space, when he's right, Right. There are very few players that are more just Correct. just dominating than him on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, regardless of position. And his agent is a very good agent. Well, he's AJ Brown's agent. He's Debo. He's a he's a DK Metcalf's agent. All of them yep. got T- massive contracts before hitting that last year. And yep. this is the one where he held out, and they paid him, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been worth it. So it's just unfortunate. But the 49ers, like, how do they bounce back this year? You get Brandon Ayuk to buy in. You give him a handshake. They'll be like, play on 14 now, and we'll give you the bag next year. And you just hope that there are a couple free agents that will come in to fill the very few holes that they need, namely on the right side of the offensive line, to be like, hey, listen, you want to go win a Super Bowl? Cool. Take half of what you want for one year and try to piecemeal this together. Because, again, if they move off of Brock Purdy next year, they're going to have to pay somebody more than $11 and everything is going to get blown up. So this is their last year. There's never been more pressure on the 49ers to win than this year ever. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Well, we'll see if they're able to do it. Yeah. But that is going to do it for a Thursday edition of the locked on NFL podcast. Again, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland here with my co-host Alex Clancy. As I tell you guys every single week, start your weekend early and stay safe out there. 